try it again. Uh-oh, bringing it in. Boss went down to that Cabo. He be chilling on the boat with supermodels, but uh, we at work like a jerk. Getting paid, man, put in dessert. Oh, eat dessert, but I can't got to beat us. Knocked up girls, now I got two fetus. Oh, we're in trouble, this one's problematic, but we got to take a chance, yeah. Make some static. That was a weak ass <laughs> one, but I liked it. I liked it. I had an idea, and Chris made me flip it up. He's like, "Now nah, you can't do that one." <laughs> so, Chris Miller, the boss, the CEO, is gone this week. Yeah, he took a little vacation, but I don't know that it's a vacation because part of it is business. So Kizzy, so he left Maddie and I to take over, and Uh-oh. who knows if you'll ever even see this. It might be deleted. This is kind of good because he, he, I don't think he liked the buttons so much last time because I go crazy with them, so <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy them, so I'm just going to hit the buttons the whole time, you know? If yeah, you I don't drink them. Fit Soda, then f*** you. Shout out, sponsored by Fit Soda. I love it. That was one of my favorite commercials to shoot. A little Fit Soda never hurt nobody. Hey. Okay, I've used up all my buttons in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. The man, Joey Diaz, giving us a shout out. If you haven't heard it, check out his podcast, The Joint with Joey Diaz. Um, it's great, man. That guy shares some stories. And so Maddie and I came here with no plan, actually. Like, what are we talking today? What should we talk about? Um, well, I want to first thank uh, the, the listeners. <laughs> Hit that subscribe. Well, I, we need a lot of subscribers on our uh, YouTube, so... Uh, definitely hit that up. We just rebranded too. Did you see that we did that? I haven't. Even I'll show you yet. what we did, dude. We made Carson made a dope logo. If you're listening on uh, Apple iTunes or Spotify, I guess you can see this on Spotify. But if you go now to Fit Soda Media, oh, okay, I like it. And then, can you see this on desktop? You can kind of, look at that logo Carson made. It's like the it. bubbles of the fit soda. <laughs> and if you go here now. If you don't drink fit soda, then f*** you. It's got aminos for recovery. We redid. And electrolytes for f***ing hydration. This top part all right here. drink fit soda, and they're cool so as So it's now all fit soda media. She drinks fit soda. Uh, I got a fireman centered. buddy. He drinks fit soda. Construction. <laughs> do you really have a fireman buddy? I do have a few fireman buddies. I got cop buddies, fireman buddies. I've got friends with. Your brother's uh, a cop. My brother is, is a cop. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I feel bad for anybody that has to fight with him you know outside of weapons i mean one he's a great shot that dude can shoot but oh speaking of fighting Giggity. and you uh <laughs> i hit the wrong button this is such a happy song you just uh got your black belt not yet tomorrow. in jiu-jitsu you get well, your black belt tomorrow in jiu-jitsu I, folks let's go i guess by the time this is out yes i will be a black belt in jiu-jitsu I mean, it only took me 16 years. The uh, average is 10, right? They say you can go to black belt or you can get to black belt with like some diligence in 10 years. Like training every day. How long would it take me to do a black belt if I went every Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday? I mean, it could be 10 years or so. You know, it's an interesting thing because... I, I've been doing jujitsu for 16 years. I've been competing at the highest level. I mean, I was competing against black belts when I was 18, even in jujitsu tournaments. I used to go to jujitsu tournaments as like a blue belt, but just do the advanced division against black belts, uh, because I was fighting MMA. So I was like, I'm not going to do the blue belt division. Um, I'm competing. Like I could fight black belts. There's no like rank and level as far as fighting. So um, every tournament I entered, I just did the advanced and 
I, I, so one thing is the time that I've spent training, I've done jujitsu every day for 16 years. And with that, I just didn't do a lot of gi stuff. I was focused on fighting. Um, and then with this little break from fighting, I finally put in the time to, uh, go and test and shout out to my coach, Steve Hordinski at Cathar training center. Uh, the lineage of my black belt comes straight from Hicks and Gracie. So that's a big deal to me because Hickson, if you're listening, Hickson Gracie is... What's that movie about him? Choke. Yeah, I watched that when he's like just sitting in the stream. Yeah. Hanging out like right before his fight. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's cool. Like, I I don't mind waiting. Um, Getting my black belt in that lineage coming from straight from Hickson, which is, you know, he was considered the, I mean... What's his father, Horon? Ilio. Elio, Elio, the uh, father of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yes. So, I mean, he comes directly from the source, and it's a cool thing, man. I'm pumped. I honestly think even I've traveled the world. I've fought in the biggest shows. I've fought on pay-per-view. I've fought on national TV, worldwide, done all kinds of things, and I think getting my black belt will be my biggest achievement nice, in this sport. So I am pretty pumped. And you're going to teach classes at the new facility? Are you allowed to award black belts or like belts up if we start training at the facility? You can give me like a blue belt if I'm kicking ass. Yeah, so I could belt blue belts, purple belts. Um, I, I actually, man, this is bad, but I don't know all the ins and outs of it if you're being like super traditional, but I believe my coach was telling me last night that you were supposed to be based off of um, our criteria. You're supposed to be a third degree black belt before you can award anybody. Oh, a so black there's, belt. there's levels to it even higher up. Oh yeah. Black belt is the start, right? That's what they say is a lot of people get their black belt and then they're like, well now what? But I mean, Elio Gracie went back. I believe he wore a blue belt or maybe that was hoist one of them, but he basically went back. He's like, now it starts. Now is when you learn, you know, you're competing for like all these things. And then now is when you like, you grow and you take everything you've learned over those years. And then there's like adaptations, right? Like the sport changes year by year. Now it's, I don't know how familiar you are. I know you train jujitsu a little bit, but with competitions and stuff, leg locks took off, right? Yeah. And the Brazilians. What was that guy's name? It was the... 12th planet dude that was doing like something called 12th like a 10th planet 10th planet 12th <laughs> planet's the dubstep dj <laughs> that's so funny uh what what, what do they call it the rubber leg rubber guard rubber guard so see i know a little bit yeah so that's Eddie bravo you know with 10th planet but uh man there's there's the donaher death squad is what they're called so you got gordon ryan gary tonin nikki ryan um these guys they actually i don't know about all of them but gordon ryan is the king of jiu-jitsu right now i mean he has beat everybody. He's won everything and he's still competing and he's the biggest shit talker. He calls out all the Brazilians, everybody. He talks a ton of shit. We should actually get him on this podcast because he would be great. We need some shit talkers. Yeah. No, I mean, just in general, like his outlook on the sport is like the newest thing he's been doing is he shows up to competitions. I mean, like world level competitions against like world champions and he'll walk up to the announcers before the match with a sealed envelope, and he'll be like, open it after the match. Oh, you were telling me about this. He's like, yeah. this is what I'm going to submit in. Yeah, it'll say triangle choke, and then he'll win by triangle choke. That's like, like those pool gods are like corner pocket, yellow yellow one, corner <laughs> left corner pocket. Yeah, and calling, calling your shot, you know, it's like the Babe Ruth thing, but Babe Ruth was hitting a ball. This involves another human being and like how you can manipulate them, so it's pretty crazy. Shout out to Gordon Ryan. Yeah, man, I that guy's lo- a stud. I like doing it because when I was like 
in the throes of it doing a lot, I could be like, I felt more confident walking around like, oh, if someone tried to attack me, I actually know if I like got knocked down, I'm like, oh, you're, you're in trouble because I'm good on my back. I'll be able to take you down or like flip you over. <laughs> Not everyone, but like. Get between my legs and fight me like a man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just That's what I'm saying when I'm joking around. Um, no, I mean, I, I say this to everybody. Um, <laughs> Mount me, bitch. Jiu-jitsu is a martial art and self-defense system for everybody, right? I, I've been primarily a striker most of my career, but. Jiu-jitsu is what I recommend. I mean, I love jiu-jitsu too. Don't I thought of it wrong. as human body chess when I was doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't, if you come to a couple classes and stuff, I'm not going to teach you head movement and how to like train with what we say, live bullets, like live punches, but jiu-jitsu, you can slow things down. You can use leverage. Jiu-jitsu was created for a smaller person against a bigger attacker as a self-defense system. So I recommend it to everybody. If you have daughters out there, um, you know, women, I think it's great because what are the chances that a woman's going to overpower a man? The chances aren't good. What are the chances that a woman is going to punch a guy and knock him out? I mean, there's women that will, but if you're not doing it every day and you're not like hardcore into it, but jujitsu is something that gives you a chance against attackers and especially a roadmap. Yeah. I mean, I say it like women, man, like think about as bad as it is to talk about, like Think about like rape situations and domestic violence and everything. If you can learn to defend yourself from your back or choke somebody or get up or take their back or anything, man, there's, there's been a lot of instances in the world recently and just over time where women have, that have trained jujitsu have been able to like save themselves, save their own life, uh, save somebody else's life by doing that. So yeah, the confidence was cool though. You're yeah. like, you feel good. You feel stronger. Your breathing is more under control. And you're like, yeah. And I just really enjoyed it. I want to get back in like watching these podcasts. I got to cut the vape. I'm worried this is going to mess with my wind. <laughs> but yeah, if I had a daughter, she would definitely do jujitsu at least a little bit. Like I would push for that just because it's great for self-defense. Like even if you don't stick with it, there's a few things that you can learn. And then I'm big on like self-defense and stuff. Like things that you can be aware of before they happen is even better. The whole point of self-defense is to not get in that situation. If you're paying attention, you have situal, uh, situational awareness, you can avoid it altogether, which is yeah. actually better. So I was leaving a music festival in San Bernardino one time, and I was like <laughs> dropping someone off in the middle of nowhere, and I was out of gas, and I rolled to this gas station, and these guys- you, a woman? How do you run out of gas? Well, because I, I was in the kidding. middle of San Bernardino. I drive Sorry, from LA. Ladies. I wasn't out of out of gas, but I was like about to be. So I was going to a gas station to fill up because I wasn't all the way out of gas. But uh, I rolled up to the gas station and these like two sketchy guys were like, hey, do you have any money? Do you have any money? I was like, no, I'm sorry. I don't have any. And then the gas station thing wasn't working. So I went to the one across the street and they followed me over and they started getting out of their car and there was like electricity feeling in the air. It was like really terrifying and i was like i'm about ready to get mugged and i was like that's like a situational where do you like notice there's like electricity type of like buzzing almost before like conflict have you ever experienced that i mean i know what you're talking about i don't know that it feels like electricity to me but uh, like the the spidey sense goes up oh know? man and i i was i turned to my girl and i was like i'm not feeling up below it we got to get out right now and i just like pulled the gas out locked it real fast and just drove out of there and they were like walking towards my car like very sketchy that's smart. I mean, I tell, I tell people all the time in like classes and stuff that I teach, trust, trust your instincts. You know, if something doesn't feel right, 
I mean, what's the harm in, in moving on, you know? I mean, maybe you would have run out of gas, but there's times we're always in a rush and everything. But if something doesn't feel right, it looks weird, what, all you lose is time if you just move on or go somewhere else, go a different direction. Yeah, I mean, you might be in a hurry, but being late is a lot better than being attacked. It was like so. at four in the morning too, three or four in the morning. It was like bad time to be caught alone in the middle of like yeah. Eastvale, Corona, uh, California. Yeah, always like trust so your So inland, terrifying. Man, I, yeah, trust your instincts all the time because we as humans have a lot more power than we realize and we have a lot more feelings than we realize or like tap into. But, you know, you got that like sixth sense of something's weird. I mean, we, I'm guarantee anybody listening to this, you has been in a situation and then after you're like, man, I knew something was off. Yeah, it just, I've never had that feeling before. It literally felt like electricity. Like, it was like, my body was like zapping. For sure. I mean, I say trust it all the time. Like I said, what's the worst that you lose? Time? My life. might be late. No, I mean by like moving on and trusting it and going. I'm the king of getting out of fights, of like just being charismatic or or like leaving at the right time. (laughs) Hey, that's a good thing. That's like my skill, my superhero skill. (laughs) You know, in like a... What was that Marvel movie where like someone had like extreme luck at all times? What was that? What movie was that? Or like they had a thing of superheroes and one girl was like, I'm lucky. And they're like, that's not a superpower. And it kept, she kept getting so lucky. Like she would like fall (laughs) and like land on a thing. And she's like, I tell you, that's like, I got, I get lucky. That's my superpower. Hey, luck could be a superpower. That was such a good movie. What was that? I might have to search that. I don't know. I'm not the biggest, uh, Comic book, Marvel, all that See, stuff. I don't keep up with. Neither all that. was I. I didn't like a. I didn't really like superhero movies because I was, I was like, I know what's going to happen. They're going <laughs> to almost die and then come back and win. It's like not entertaining. But then I watched the new Thor, the one, the Ragnarok one. Yeah, and I was like super entertained by that one. Yeah, Thor, Thor's the man, and, Hulk. But the, Hulk. the directors really matter. Like that Thor one's by that Taika Waititi guy. And he like is a comedic director and he made the new Thor. He's making the next Thor that's coming out. And they're amazing. Really? Like, they're so well made. They're funny. I got to check it out. If you not see Ragnarok. I don't know. It's the third one where he, it, like, it's a standalone Thor movie where he like wakes up and he's got to fight his way out of a prison. Basically, it's like there's no real, you know, it's not part of a comic book, really. I think they're, the comic book kids might attack me. But you, <laughs> you don't, don't need, want that. You don't need any. Yeah, what am I gonna get sweat on? <laughs> you gonna pop their pimples on me? Uh, you don't need to know any like Thor lore going okay. in. You just it's just like a standalone entertaining movie. See, that's the thing is like I can do that then because one thing that's kind of like killed my momentum on all that is you know I, I remember years ago when they started making like the Marvel movies and DC movies and stuff. I watched the first few and then like 10 came out and you're like, well, I haven't seen the other one, so I can't. Oh, it was Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. Did you see that? Was it the second Deadpool movie when he's putting together the team and the girls just got luck and she like, oh yeah, yeah, remember that? She's like, my superpower is luck. Yeah. And then they like fall out of the plane. Yeah. And like (laughs) everything happens to her is like lucky. That was such, that's my superpower in real life. I have that happen all the time. Deadpool is one of my favorite ones I've seen. I love like the comedy in it. Ryan Reynolds is great in it. Um, Yeah. Deadpool, you gotta love that movie. Definitely not kid appropriate. No, if you're listening to us. You're probably not a child anyway. So. No, there's no children that listen. To this. <laughs> there's like like five years out there. Like, like porn stars. I love on Chris here. Miller. He's my favorite podcaster. <laughs> yeah, 
the CEO that rages like the Hulk and he, the little, there's like little Chris Miller's out there walking around. <laughs> like he's like, fuck that guy. He's like, he's like, he's my favorite podcaster. <laughs> All right. What are we getting into today? We're not getting into dude, Marvel. Dude, um, no, we're taking laps around everything. Let's yeah. see where, where can we go? Oh, a thing I wanted to talk to you about. And then we can kind of, the people that listen to this are probably like, uh, Fans of Fit Soda, fans of Koyos, fans of like uh, kind of what we do. Cool motherfuckers. Cool people. All my friends are cool as fuck. I'm Chris's friend. We drink Fit Soda all day. Uh, if you're an influencer and you want to get a, influencer is a loose word. If you're like, you know what I mean? If you're someone online that wants to get sponsored by a company, what is the right way to approach okay. a company to ask them for a sponsorship or like, the, I, like today, for instance, we got a email. I'm not going to say from who, but they, I got forwarded this email. And it's like this girl saying, yo, can you send me a bunch of free product? I review online. Uh, I went to her page, hundred followers, 10 likes a post. And I was like, no. Yeah. All right. So this but is if you were that level. What would you do? It's not even about the level is what I'll say. So here's the thing. So if you guys don't know, I am the he's, head of he's like got the blue checky. Yeah. Well, I'm the head of like brand relations for Koyos, right? So right now I'm the one doing the sponsorships and stuff, deciding who gets sponsored, who doesn't. So I can definitely chime in on this. But aside from that, I've also owned my own companies that people used to hit up all the time. I've sponsored tons of athletes. Um, and you've got your own, own company. company now, which you could learn from a black belt jujitsu master. Yeah. Jujitsu I mean, on the go. There we go. Jujitsu on the go.com. Shout out jujitsu on the go, baby. Um, so yeah, I've owned businesses and stuff for most of my adult life and I get those emails and stuff. And on top of that, I've been on the other side, right? Because fighting professionally, that's half my hustle is getting sponsors. So here's one thing I'll say when you write an email or you approach a company the number one thing you don't do is say, you should sponsor me one sentence send, right? And to go on top of that, don't even tell me what you want. The best way to approach that, in my opinion, and like my experience on both sides of this is I will make that email three paragraphs about what I can do for you as a company. And then at the end, I add in what I want. Because, all right, if you're hitting me up for a Koyos or Fit Soda sponsorship or anything, tell me why. Why should I sponsor you? What can you do for me? How do you make the company money? Why should I trust in you? Why should I give you money? Like, what's in it for me or the company, obviously? Not me personally. What's in it for the company and why should we sponsor you? Then at the end, if you have a price sheet or whatever, add it in. But... I'll get, I'll get decks, like actual promo decks from people. And the, the sentence is basically just summed up. You should sponsor me. Here's my deck. But it never says like what you'll do for the company. How, what's our ROI? What's our return on investment? Like, am I going to sell enough product to where it makes it feasible to sponsor you? So that's the main thing, right? If you don't have a huge following, you don't have to be an influencer. But tell me like what you can do especially if you don't have a following and you're not like a known person, you're not a celebrity, you're not whatever. But if you are a known person, you know, we, we can see branding out of that. 
we get some recognition out of it. Okay. You get a little bit more of a pass, but still tell me what you'll do for the company. Yeah. What, what makes you worth that money? That is the biggest thing. Yeah. Even, um, to step further, we like what we've done before is like shout out Rod in the wild. She found us at Sprouts, made a bunch of videos saying how she liked us. And she had like a decent enough following, like in the 12 K area. And we're like, yo, can we send you some more drinks? Can we keep hooking you up to keep making these videos? Like she, instead of asking for a sponsorship, made content for us, proved her value, showed it to us. And then we enacted further. That's what I was going to get into. Any company, a lot of times in my past, like as an athlete, if I saw a company that I wanted to work with, I would do those kind of things so that they started like seeing it first. Right. Cause then that's my intro. Then when I write you the email, I can be like, you know, I love your product. I don't know if you saw these, I can even attach them. I might attach them in the email. Like I love it. I use it all the time because they're companies that I targeted and I actually enjoy their products. Yeah. The other side to that is I never really accepted sponsorships with companies that I didn't actually like. Yeah. I wasn't like a brand whore where you take everything. Like I hate it, but I want the money because here's the thing. Like my friends, my family, they support me. So sponsors that I had, they would go out and buy it. If they saw me like post about it, talk about it. You know, my mom is like my number one fan. So she would buy it. Yeah. Shout out mom a ghost. (laughs) She would buy any like products from those companies. So I would feel like a piece of shit if I'm lying and then my mom's like spending her hard earned like money on those things. I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but for me, like I, every company that I've represented, I'm like passionate about. I like, I use the products. I don't just like throw it away and then take the money. You don't have to do that, but almost almost makes your page cleaner as someone who's trying to build a social media following. If you just have like new like power bar or whatever like like the newest granola bar newest drink and you're taking everything no one's going to follow that account because they don't want to get slammed ads yeah exactly you got to mix it up a bit but yeah there's a million things i could say on this there there's a strategy to it though honestly like i said like we'll get emails from people just again just to make it brief like you should sponsor me look them up on social media they don't even follow the company you know, anything like that. Like if you're going to send an email, at least follow the company. I don't, I, I don't run the social media, but I could ask uh, our guy that does. And he could be like, I don't know. I've never seen that person. Make yourself noticeable first. And I'm more likely to read your email. Yeah. And comment then, on our post, like make yourself engaged yeah. in the company, get noticed. And they might even reach out to you. Yeah. And I mean, there's the other side where some people are so big, companies approach them. All right, that's a, that's a different strategy. That's a whole different conversation. But if you were looking for sponsorship, and especially for us, I'm picky, man. Like, because I've been on the other side now. So I don't fall for like all the things. Like, I'll run, I mean, I can, I can run a thing on your account and see who's fake, who's not. Like, your engagement, how hard are you going to work for us? Yeah, they like, got I, programs for that. People yeah. don't even know. I do my research on people and it, like I said, it, it's not always the following. It's your engagement. How do you act? Yeah. Cause one. you have a bunch of followers and we'll go to your account, see your engagement and go fake. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's easy ways to do it. And the other thing is like, what kind of person are you? Right. 
does your personality fall in line with the company? That's another thing. I mean, don't even try. If, if, it's a, if you're vegan, you're not going to hit up a hunting company. You know, because yeah. like if I own the hunting company. Send me company, some of those bison bars. Yeah. I'll shout them out. Or like I'm not going to send you some camo clothes if you're a vegan and this and that. You know, nothing against anybody. I'm just saying like make sure you align with the company. Make yourself noticeable. And then do the, do the work. If you write a lazy email, I just assume you don't care. Tell me why. Put some time into it. Put some thought into it. And you never know who you're meeting. Yeah. And you I've, can tell if it's copy or paste. Yeah. I mean, I've walked out with big sponsorships from not even knowing who the person was, being myself, being personable. And then like people come back around and they're like, Hey, I, you know, I'm the CEO of this company. I mean, I've held mitts for people that I just thought of a random person that called the gym and wanted to hit some mitts. And so I was like, I have time. I do it. And then afterwards they're like, Hey, I'm the CEO of an oil company. We're interested in giving you like a hundred grand. You're like, well, shit. I mean, okay. So you got to be yourself. You got to like, make sure you align with the company, put time into it. Don't just blast out emails. I can tell if it's a copy and paste. Email. It's a value thing. You got to show your value. Yeah. Cause no one's going to buy something invaluable. We're basically buying your Instagram is just a big billboard. People are billboards now like yeah. for this product. If you don't have any value, what's the point? But you can create value. Like when I started, we were talking earlier when I was training at uh, Easton, well, I started training there and I was like, yo, I'm kind of, I'm a college, just got out of college. I work at J Crew. I have no money, but I really like this. Can I come shoot a couple of commercials to prove to you guys that I can make content for you? So I shot like some of their Muay Thai fights, made some really cool videos. And then uh, Elliot, the guy that was over there, brought me in his office. He's like, yeah, okay, I see the value now. We can offer you like a, a free jiu-jitsu membership for these amount of videos a month. And I was like, deal. But I didn't ask for it first. I like mentioned it and then I still got the product, still paid for training. And then when it was time and they knew I wasn't full of shit, they added me to their squad of like in the social media department. Yeah. And here's another thing. I mean, as far as our company goes, if you want to hit me up and you want free product, right? The easiest thing you can do is get free product out of me. But what I'm going to do is I don't just send it off and not pay attention. I see what you do with it. If I send you free product, it's like a, it's like a tryout. I might be interested. I'm not going to pay you money off the first time, especially, you know, that's the thing. Like it comes with, you get clout with followers, unfortunately in this day and age. But if I send you free product, and you just post a picture of the box with a tag. It's not that creative. You didn't try. Um, so if you come back and you want to get paid, I'm like, man, it, it doesn't work for us. But if, yeah, keep going. Sorry. If I send you a box, like if I send you four drinks, it might not even be a lot. Usually I'm more generous than that. But if I send you like four drinks and then I saw that person post a bunch of stories, like engaging with our accounts, um, sending their friends our way that catches my attention. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, like this person's out here, like hustling, working for it. Like they're worth paying. It doesn't matter if you have a ton of followers, if you have 200 followers, but then I get messages from your friends and like, see you engaging and it might be worth it. Like maybe I won't pay you a ton, but I see like a return on it. It's the people that just do the like one-off thing and they're like, 
oh yeah thanks for the box like yeah there, we sell drinks right a, a 12 pack is what 25 bucks 26 bucks i don't know um but to us that's shipping that's manufacturing that's years before we got to this level that's like research and development that's like if you actually like value how much work went into just being able to send you a case of drinks and you put forth the effort, we recognize it. We're still like, I mean, we're, we're not a massive company, but we're not small either. But at the same time, worker wise, like employee wise, our company's not huge. So like we notice, yeah, you know, we're not using like an AI system that follows people's stuff. Like we personally see it. So it goes a long way to like put the effort. Yeah, we searched like in the beginning. I searched uh, Fit Soda on TikTok. I searched the hashtag, and I found it like this girl posting like I just found this again. Not the same one, but like we get a lot of the people going. I just found this thing. It's good, and then they have a good like like ratio. I'll be like I'll send you more. And then one girl like did a whole bunch of stuff. Another girl didn't do anything. So I'm like I'm gonna send that one girl who did a bunch of stuff more. I'm not gonna mess with the other one. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing. It was like early days when I was running everything. I mean, that's still a good point. Like if I do, you know, talk to our social media guy, Carson or whoever, and somebody just buys some drinks, posts it and does some work forward. Like we notice it. He tells me, and I'm like, Hey, let's send that person more. Let's send him a case. We appreciate it. We're small. I mean, we're not tiny, but we're, we're smaller on the growing. Yeah. So we notice it and we are looking to be huge and we love our fans. We love our followers. We love our customers. So we show appreciation. That's, that's one thing I think that separates us more. Like if you do that with monster, like nobody sees it, nobody gives a shit. No, we're way more engaged with our followers and our, like anyone that comments on our social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Our CEO will jump on the social media account sometimes and send people a voice note, thanking them for, even posting a story like the CEO of a publicly traded company that sold nationwide. He will send like a personal voice note from home, like at night after hours, whatever. And he told me when I came on, he don't sleep though. I mean, that guy's a grinder. Yeah. But he told me, he's like, man, that goes a long way. Like those personal thank yous, this and that, like touch with people. Yeah. He's like, you wouldn't get that with Pepsi. No, Chris has instilled the personal touch into us of making it like a connection because he doesn't even he's very good at connecting to people and like befriending people so he like instills that into his business as like yo i want to i want to thank you personally like he does that in real life he's like going out to dinner with chris might he might be the most polite person i've ever been to dinner with like yeah. to the wait staff to everyone like meeting people on the street chris is like the nicest dude so it just make like makes sense like his connections to people has translated into his company yeah, and when, you, when you've been through the trenches and hard times and what it took him, because I've known Chris a long time, both of us have, you know, even before I worked here, what it, excuse me, what it takes to start yeah, like I'm going to try one of those. I'm going to risk the blood sugar. Thank you. The amount of work it took for him to start a public company, like it did, he didn't start a public company, right? He started a company with an idea he had. When did you meet Chris at- uh, the very beginning of Koyos. I just stuck. How did that. you meet him? Um, Kokios? Actually, all right. So actually, this is a great story. So this goes back to it, right? I used to own a retail store for fight gear, 
Um, in Denver? Yeah. Where well, at? I had brick and mortar by ship worldwide. Right? So what was it called? Performance MMA. We sponsored UFC guys, strike force people, all kinds of like I manufactured oh, my own gear. I made my own stuff, but I also was a reseller of like Ruka, fucking um God, I don't even remember now. Could I like, sell brands. you my gi and you'd flip it if it was still in good condition oh, I mean, type like, of thing? Gameness gis, Kings. I have, uh, what's the one I use? It's Higgins brand. Uh, starts with an S, I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a nice gi, though. Yeah. I got to break that shit out. So I had, the, I had the only store in Colorado. The closest one was Vegas. Las Vegas Fight Shop. Shout out to them. They have a great store. Um, that was the closest one. If you wanted to walk in, try anything on... Try out gloves, try out shin guards, try clothes on. Because that was when it was starting the, the like UFC thing was b- starting to boom, huh? It like started yeah. to become more mainstream. Yeah, I mean, it, I shut it down over COVID. It was, it was a smaller business than people realized. You ran it like, for that long? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, so that's how I met Chris. Chris walks in and is like, I need extra, extra large shin guards. Do you have them? <laughs> yeah, literally. So <laughs> again, I didn't know who he was, but I... I personally work my shop quite a few days a week. Did he come in there to sell supplements there? No, he walked in to buy gear. That's tight. And then we just started talking and I had no idea what he was doing, but he brought me some drinks. It was like the very first like formulation. Oh, the drink time, huh? Uh, was it, well, he brought me powder. I can't remember what order it went in, like, cause he had supplements, drinks. Like, I think the drinks came later. Anyway, first supplements. Yeah. Anyways, it like, I met this guy in my store. We were just talking, talking about gear, talking about training, um, everything. And then he started coming back and buying more stuff. And then he started like bringing me in products like, hey, you know, I'm working on this. And at the time, yeah, I was in the UFC. And Where was the store? Uh, in Inglewood, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So him and I just kind of like built a relationship because like I knew a lot of the customers that came in because I... Like, I They're regulars all the time. Yeah. And they like the personal touch of like my tiny business. So I met him at a time when it was like starting. And then now this is what I mean. Like you never know who you meet. Now I work for him. Now the company's publicly traded. It's sold nationwide. It's sold in uh, sprouts nationwide. We're in like 3000 stores or some, we have some huge things coming. Yeah. We have big it's, news to pop off soon. Yeah. It's just, you never know who you're going to meet. And even if they're not at some level, you don't treat them like shit. Like he was just getting off the ground. I think he was bartending still trying to get the, the company going. And then now it, it's really cool to actually see what he's done. Yeah. We're in his office yeah. <laughs> right now. We're in his like top floor office with a garage door window. Now we're hosting his podcast because he's out of town. It's not a business trip around relationships California, he's meeting with can we say who he's meeting with no okay he's meeting with big people right now making friends shaking hands kissing babies i like to say yeah yeah i almost went with him to venice it would have been a great trip gonna hit up a bunch of gyms out there got jacked oh uh, man know. i would I, I would have sent you hegan's number he has go train in uh beverly hills yeah so hegan is actually i never knew hegan but i was actually under his um, black belt. He's the nicest person I've ever met. Like the most gentle giant of, of people. My first coach, Brad gum was a black belt under Hegan. Oh my God. And, and he trains like Keanu Reeves, uh, 
Scarlett Johansson. The, I would go into his gym after work, and uh, Wesley Snipes would be leaving, or like those like people, big people would train there. Wesley Snipes would be running from the IRS out the back. Yeah, he was door. trying to <laughs> he's trying to put a chokehold on the IRS guy at yeah. his door. No, I mean, yeah, it, it's actually it's funny that you brought that up because I didn't even think to bring that into this conversation. It's full circle. That's also what I'm big on, man. I don't treat people like shit. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the homeless guy outside or you're the Fortune 500 billionaire. Like, I treat you the same because I've met a ton of people. A lot of my friends have gone from nothing to success. And, like, you never know. You might be – I used to tell people that. I'm like, you might be applying for a job from that person that you just treated like shit one day. Did you ever yeah. see, see that thing about the NASA tweet? Um, uh, there's this girl who got a job at NASA – and she oh, was like, she was like, suck my fucking dick. I got a job at NASA. Fuck yeah. And this guy was like, hey, watch your language. And she's like, she's like, fuck, fuck you. you. And he's like, well, I'm the head of NASA. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, be respectful. Know who you're like, because you do never know who you're talking to. And I have to find like my best friends that I like become successful with. It's so natural the way it happens too. It's like unforced, so organic. And it just kind of grows like you, it's almost like a, I know it's woo-woo, but like a predetermined path. Yeah. Like this was like already in, last week we had a big Mike on and he was talking about like everything's mathematics. Like this is all like numbers coming. Like we have, the fact that we're here is like just a big mathematical equation from like people dying, your parents happening. Like this is all kind of like, you can break it down to like the ones and zeros of everything. And you just never know what that trajectory is going to go. Yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm not quite as like, what'd you call it? Woo-woo. Woo-woo. But I do think a lot of things happen for a reason and like you can manifest certain things. I I believe more like manifesting doesn't mean like wishing, saying it out loud. But if you say it out loud, for me, if I say it out loud and I say it to somebody, then I feel obligated to work towards it because I said it. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a jackass. Well, I didn't have this job when I moved out of California, like I thought I was going to get it. I had knew the opportunity was here. And, uh, I just basically said like, I'm going to go to Denver and work for Chris, even though it was not set, set in stone. stone. <laughs> and I went out some things happened. I got some bumps, had to stay back for a while, but then I got offered it and I was like, yep, I knew this was going to happen. I'm going to go this way. Life. I see my mind is like, I've had this like dream or like whatever you call it. It's like, life is like a big bowling lane with the bumpers on it you know the bumpers and you can either like smoothly do it or just like rack around like make it really hard to get down there you gotta have someone come down and push it again but like you can either you can either smooth it down or like not have resistance which is the the side things like it's all there and there's a wide range of where you can go but we're all kind of going to the same thing which is death but like how you ever that path is almost like there in a weird way I've noticed. Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, you know, as far as my friends and people that I relate to, they took the bumpy path because man, life shouldn't be easy. It's not. Those people that just glide by and don't work for anything. Like they don't have the same like work ethic. They don't have the same morals. They don't have the same respect for things. Not everybody. I mean, I'm not generalizing them, but I mean, come on that's that's for the most part fairly common if you come from rich parents and you're just set with money for the rest of life you don't really respect like where the money came from you don't respect the work that it takes so for me like most of the people that i fuck with and that i associate with 
are people that had to like work for what they have, grind for it, and they have like go go go. Because that's the same for me when yeah. training, like fights and stuff. Like nobody ever goes through training camp and is like, "This, this is the best easy. training camp ever." Like it didn't suck at all. Because like we're gonna bring it out of you. Everybody is, and business is the same way. Life is the same way. If you haven't had any hiccups in life, like one, I don't believe you, and two, then a lot of things would get let's get Dustin you. over here. Like everything was so easy. It's positive, positive. Dustin said that. <laughs> oh, he's like, I never get depressed, bro. And I was uh, like, must be nice. <laughs> I mean, Dustin never gets depressed. So I'll give him that. He's one of the happiest people I've ever met. Shout out, Dusty, bro. Yeah, Dustin Jacoby. But I've seen him like. We're like, you want to come pod day? He's like, I'm on the back nine right now. I can't come, dude. <laughs> but I mean, the same thing. I've been friends with him forever, man. Training partners, sparring partners. We fought each other. I mean, he's had his bumps. He's had his like but He's a moments. positive person. And you track that if you are positive too, because you're not going to hang out with someone who's not like that. Yeah. And he's not going to hang out with you if you're not like that too. It's like a magnet thing. Like the reason I think Miller fucks me so much is because like the first time I met him, we were doing a, I was making videos for these guys called the Grawlicks. They were a comedy troupe. And oh, this was before, this was even before Chris had Koyos. He was a, he was a standup comedian. That was, <laughs> he was working at the insurance place. He's like, I'm going to be a standup, write movies, be a comedian. And, uh, the day we went to a show, he watched the video. And he's like, who made that? And they're like, Maddie did. And I was like a little 22 year old kid. And he was like, yo, uh, let me take you out to breakfast. So the next day you're like, I'm not fucking you. Yeah. That basically, that's what I said. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I was so gung ho on making shit for people like comedians and stuff. I wanted to be a big film director. He took me out to breakfast the next day. He's he's owning barber shops. I think. Do you, he, he owned barber shops? He, he said he owned a couple barber shops at the time and he was like dressed real he's a nice. Man of mystery. It was like a know. slick haircut, like super clean cut dude. Took me out for breakfast and he's like, yo, let's make some comedy things. I run a comedy show. And then the next day we filmed it. We, we premiered it the week after and the next week after that it was front page funny or die so it's like almost like he saw that i would work pretty hard because he's the hard worker and he was not going to fuck with you if you're not a hard worker too yeah man that's how i am it's yeah uh, and that's why i like working with you because you're like you come in and you have ideas and like you almost push me too because i'm like i gotta go edit and you're like first let's bang out these ideas and then it's like there's a thing to art called res- like resistance when we started off, remember we started yesterday, we're like, what are these ideas we have to do? And it was like kind of tough, but then we cracked it and it was like a page full within yeah. the next like 20 minutes after that. Yeah, that's life, man. That is exactly you have to break through resistance. Yeah. And I mean, what is this? It's mental health awareness month or something. Sorry if I said it wrong, but man, that, that is like the truth to it. Like it's not going to happen for you. Nothing's going to no. happen for you. And I, I don't, I've never really like understand or understood depression and stuff. So I'm not the best speaker on it, but listen, like if you're at home and you're depressed or any of that, here's the thing. It's not going to change itself. You got to take the steps. And like that, that involves some grit that involves some, like some go time. Some changes. Yeah. Like there's times, I mean, mean, I'm relating this. And I, again, I said, I've never been depressed or had any of those issues, but there's times I don't want to go train. Like I'm, hurt i'm tired i'm fucking sore i'm over it but you got to have that in the back of your mind that's like all right i'm gonna do something today and those days that i feel like that i take the small wins right i don't set my goals high like i make goals every day every single day 
goals, but also like objectives. Here's what I'm going to get done today. I wrote my one for tomorrow in my phone earlier. I keep it in my notes. I can't do that. I Dude, just, it's great. It's kind of like our daily block in the schedule. Yes, yeah, so I kind of have to do it every day already. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is like those days that I feel run down, tired and shitty, I'll make them small things like make my bed when I get up. Um, I don't know. Clean, clean my house or, like, or do something for little yourself. shit. Yeah. Little shit. Or, you know, like treat yourself like, you know what? I need some new shirts or socks or whatever, but like little things. And when you start checking things off a physical list, I actually got that from Whitney was when you write it down, you hold yourself more accountable. Right? So I, even before our daily blocking for the company, I wrote them in my notes and then each day, each one that I could like delete off that list you get like a sense of motivation. Oh, I gotta show you the check mark thing in the Google and the Notes app. Uh-oh. Have you seen that, yeah. dude? In the Notes, you can if you go to your Notes and you have like a list of stuff. Uh, everyone, go to your Notes on your phone. So look at this. See those little those little check things. Yeah, that's my shopping list. If you make a note like down here or something like that, you have like a bunch of lines. Highlight them. And then click that little check mark box, add checks next to them, and you can check stuff off. Nice. It's Dude, handy, especially when going shopping. I just delete mine as I go, but I might use that. There's but you something- can see what you finished, which I kind of like. Like, I put a song in here, and I'll make notes of what to change, and then I'll go down the list and check it off and see. Like, Even though I'm like, it still doesn't sound good, but look at all these changes I made. Yeah. Or even when I'm making edits, I'll watch an edit, make some notes, go through, check them off. Yeah. There is something satisfying at least for my brain probably for yours too that's why you figure out the check mark when you complete an objective no matter how small it is if you have a list in front of you and even if it's on paper cross it out check it and there's something so satisfying about that and motivating at least for me i go to the next one i go to the next one at the end of the day if i look at my list like my my notes say things to do today and i erase it and I write it new every day. If I look at the end of the night and it's empty, I'm like, oh man, like I feel good. Like I'm relaxed. Dude, in your notes, you know, it links to your new MacBook. So you can go in on your MacBook, write out your notes, and then they translate directly to your phone. Oh, okay. So, I became an adult today and got a MacBook. Yeah. Shout out Chris. He bought the new MacBook Air. He's not using a broken PC anymore yeah. with the clicker that's broken. I'm not, I'm not a big computer person. I show up to work meetings. Like I said, this is a publicly traded company. We, Everyone's got their MacBooks out and Chris is on like a spire. A pen and he has paper. this trapper keeper with his like little pencil bag. Pulls but, out a pencil. Yeah. So, I mean, here's another thing, right? Since it's Mental Health Awareness Month. One thing, Whitney, shout out to Whitney Johns, my girl. Uh, shout out Whit. I'll play her button real fast. Let's go. Let's hear what she's got. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. Um, she taught me this actually uh, last season at PFL. Her and I were quarantined in a hotel. She went with me. We weren't allowed to leave the hotel 17 days before the fight. So the we professional lived. fighting league? Yeah. It's a it cool acronym. didn't seem so professional at that point. Um, but I was. it was like luxury jail, right? It wasn't as bad as jail. We were in like a nice hotel room, but it was a regular hotel room. It wasn't like a suite. Didn't have a kitchen, nothing. You ate like shitty food. I mean, they would give me hard boiled eggs for breakfast, two of them. Mm, zero like, carbs. I like yeah, that. I was like, what is this? Fucking like the Holocaust is in jail. Dude, like, are you in like a Russian <laughs> Soviet yeah. era? We have um, hard boiled eggs. 
but basically, right. So her and I were locked up and she, she started having me, she calls it journaling, but there's a thing, um, like an exercise she had. And let me see if I can remember it off the top of my head. So we were talking about this. It was the one that never got released, I think. Yeah. And I, I actually love this. You might like it too. When you wake up in the morning, you do like three pages. Honestly, you can do whatever you want. It's three pages of like a brain dump, right? Brain dump means it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be in like sentences. doesn't have to have like um, periods and fucking question marks, any of that. You just literally write things across the paper as they come across your brain. Anything that's in your brain, write it. You, you're not going to read it again. It doesn't matter. After you do that, so she had me do three pages. Then you write 10 things you're worthy of, 10 goals. Um, man, I've got it written down, but I don't I remember that. And then it's like so you write grateful out stuff. Yeah, 10 things you're grateful for, 10 things you want, I think. Um, basically, you're kind of getting the gist of it. You, anybody listening can change it in their own way, but you write it out, right? And then at the end, you write your daily schedule. So she kind of taught me this. She like, write a schedule with times that you're going to do it because then you'll hold yourself more accountable. Then you can look at that if you want or you put it into your phone calendar. I would put it into my phone calendar because the very first time I did it, I was like, all right, I'm done. Now what? She's like, now rip it up and throw it away. So you literally just rip it up. Nobody yeah, else like reads it. Like a cathartic release of sorts. It is. Man, the brain dump thing is my favorite part. There were days where I was in a rush and I would just do that part. Something felt more clear because like, you know, if you have anxiety, if you have like things on your mind, yep. um, bad shit, good shit, whatever, at the end, you just rip it up. And it kind of feels like you're like releasing that from your brain. Now that that's gone, like, let's get to fucking work. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I've even heard a guy on a podcast say every morning he writes 10 ideas. Like on like, you know, those like notepads you can like roll over the next thing and like he'll write out 10 ideas and draw a line. It can be an idea about anything like a movie idea, an idea about like a, a new machine, like an idea for something. It could be anything and it just kind of wakes your brain up and gets it not thinking about like random stuff. Yeah, man. I think, I think it's huge. If you are struggling with like motivation, depression, anxiety, um, is it really mental awareness month? I don't know. I think so. Well, I, I mean like I am a very positive person, but I did have, when I got diagnosed with the beatus, they diagnosed me also with acute, what's it called? Acute adjustment disorder, which is a, you have acute adjustment. I have acute adjustment disorder, which is basically a nice way of saying I'm sad that I got uh, diabetes. Yeah. And uh, I went to a therapist and then she ghosted me and I didn't do it for a long time. What a shitty therapist. I know it was kind of rough. It what's was her name. No, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> she, was, she helped me for a little bit, but like, it was like very clinically like, what's your problem? We might get you on meds for this. And then uh, recently Carson introduced me to this guy named Lawrence. Shout out Lawrence. He's like a 70-year-old Buddhist mentor here you know in Denver. Name? You want to give him a shout out? I don't know one. if it's a, if it's a, allowed. Well, allowed yet, but if you guys want What's his business. So he's you can FaceTime him. I do it every other week and for like 2 hours, 2 and a half hours, we kind of talk about like feeling feelings and then he guides you through a meditation. And like makes, if you like feelings, something comes up and it's like kind of really bothering you, 
you meditate on it, see where you're feeling it. Like, so I'll literally just sit there and be like, Oh, I'm kind of stressed at work. I have these projects. He's like, what is it? Is it fear? Fear is false. You're like, shut up. I'm meditating. <laughs> no, but he'll get you into it. It's like false, uh, F E false evidence appearing real is like the acronym he uses for fear. So like, what are you really afraid of? Are you not afraid of performing? Because you will perform. You'll get the edits done. Meditate on that. Where does it feel like, okay. And then you feel it. And there's another thing I learned a long time ago, kind of like your, uh, your brain dump. I found Ram Dass and all these like great teachers and like started reading their stuff, but I never like knew how to channel it. Almost like if you found a book on jujitsu and you did it all yourself, right? And you're like in your house doing it yourself. You never went to a gym, right? Yeah. I was like that. I, I've been studying this stuff forever. Never went to a gym. This guy is almost like a professor that like in jujitsu who shows you the moves and can actually correct you. Yeah. But for like almost like a thought process, thought processes and like how to navigate the stuff. And then another thing was like, it's called open heart meditation where you'll sit there and you'll breathe and you're like, you think you're like your mom. You're like, I love my mom. I wish her happiness and free from suffering. You do that for like five minutes. And then you think of like, someone you randomly saw on the street, like some homeless person or like someone crossing the street or a rando, like some, say I like went to your store before I knew you and you were nice and you, we had a good transaction. I go, I wish that guy happiness and free from suffering. And then you go to someone that you're struggling with, like an ex or someone that wronged you in your life. And you go, I wish them happiness and free from suffering. And then you go, I wish myself happiness and free from suffering. It's like a 20 minute thing. You do each one for five minutes. Yeah. It's like a very, freeing meditation it's Therapy. wild yeah i mean i think that that teaches you to uh like center yourself on your own life right i i'm not the best one to say like don't hold on to anger and stuff because it's a good motivator sometimes yeah i mean man listen like I, i'm some kid ripped off my song this week and i was like motherfucker i'm gonna make a better song than you like straight ripped off what we did and yeah. i was like if he rips off the next one he's catching hands but right now I mean, that's a form of flattery, right? You should feel flattered that if your shit's so good and people are ripping it. We get ripped hard lately. It's kind of nuts. Kind of I mean, nuts, dude. That's a sign of success too, right? Same thing with if you're getting like fake profiles made of you, like maybe you're successful or maybe you're a piece of shit. I don't know. Um, it, like a motivator, don't hold on to anger or, or, or anger can. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I hold on to it, man. Because like, here's my thing. Like I'm very comfortable with myself. I am a very happy person, but I don't give people a lot of passes. I'll give you passes on certain things, but if I don't like you, like I don't like you. I don't pretend to like you. But that goes back to us talking about like making friends and yeah. like working with people. Like you're not going to work with even a company that sends you product and you don't do shit. Yeah. If I don't align with you or I don't agree with you, I shouldn't say agree with you, right? Because I can disagree with tons of my friends. Like we have conversations nowadays. Social media has turned to like, if I don't agree with you, I hate you. But if I don't align with you, I don't like the person you are or you're like not my kind of people. I don't fuck with you. And I'll tell you that to your face. Like if I'm trying to like, you know, even if I'm trying to go the other way and people come like, I'm like, listen, man, like I don't like you. There's something freeing about saying like, I don't like you. Like, have you ever met some people that you just don't vibe with? It's crazy. Like all the time. Even in film school, there was like I got along with everybody. And there was just one dude who would fight me all the time. I had no idea. And I had just realized, like, you know, sometimes people won't like you. 
Yeah. It's no big deal. I don't mind if people debate me, if they have different opinion. I would that, like to like, get my mind changed. I like when my mind gets changed. I like when I go into a thing and we're talking and someone presents stuff that I, because another, you know, my bumper ball thing, I have another analogy where life is also this basketball or this, this ball. And we're all seeing, we're like, we're shining a flashlight on this ball, right? We can only see this part of it, but someone shine the flashlight over here and they're like, what, what, look at this. And they can kind of bring you over to their perspective and what, cause one topic is almost like a spherical thing. Like anger is like a spherical topic and I'm shining my light on this certain thing. And someone's shining there this, like, you got to talk about this. I'm like, no, this until I can, we can relate and then move to the thing. You see what I'm saying? I know I'm very kind of like, no, someone I mean, told me I'm bad with metaphors one time and it messed with me. <laughs> it hurt your feelings. Yeah, it really hurt my feelings. No, I see what you're saying. I guess I was just trying to make my point clear of like, what I wasn't trying to get across was that if you don't agree with me, I don't like you. Man, some of the best conversations I've ever had, actually even, what, a month or so ago, I met up with two of my oldest friends. And like politics came up and stuff and we were on like different sides. And we weren't arguing, but we were like having a conversation about like back and forth. And I, I stopped. I literally said this out loud. I was like, you know what the best part of this is? We're all friends. We can disagree. Like, I mean, they're my oldest friends. One of them was my college roommate. Both of them were like my high school best friends. They were my best friends since I moved to Colorado. So what am I going to do? Like, we're, we're going to disagree and then be like, you know what? I hate you guys. I stopped and I said, I was like, the best part about this is we disagree. All three of us were like different areas. And I was like, but we're just having a conversation about it. The world in the last few years has turned to, if you don't agree with me, then fuck you. Yeah. I know, I know friendships that ended over COVID and stuff and political reasons or whatever else. The world has changed to being like so polar, but that's fine. Like some of the greatest things in the world have happened over disagreements or um, conversations that, disagree and a greater thing comes out of it because there's a further understanding there's a middle ground if you can disagree but if you understand that's where the middle ground comes in yeah and so people just don't want to understand it they don't want to hear it yeah it's stubbornness it's it's close it's a scarcity mindset yeah same thing to not use like like, i don't want to use politics all the time because it's fucking stupid but um I mean, basically all the politicians are pieces of shit. All yeah, of I'll, I'll agree uh, on that. Yeah. I, I mean, like, don't even fuck with politics. Like, it, I mean, we're all being, it's so here. frustrating, bro. But it's like, what ever, team do you play for? Red or blue? It's like playing, uh, halo. It's like, there's, there's a winner and loser every time. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. They all work together on the end. It's all the game creator. Who, it's like politics are like halo. There's a red team, blue team, but the real winner is the developer. Yeah. who got all your money and is controlling you. Yeah. So if you Whoa, ever, dude, black helicopters. Yeah. If you, <laughs> that was a good Alex Jones. If you've ever read like the book of five rings and stuff, here's the I thing, have, here's I the have thing, like with nowadays is shout out Masaki. Masashi, right? Miyamoto Masashi. Yeah. Um, I know I was struggling for his name, but I remember the reading, right? And like one thing that he was so big on was knowing your opponent, knowing all the things about them, knowing why they think this, why they don't, all these things. Nowadays, everything is so polar that people are like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I know I'm right. If you, The best thing in combat, and combat can be related to 
uh, debates, conversation, any kind of thing is knowing the other side, right? Just like if, you know, if, if we get into like religion, if you're Catholic, I'll say this. I was raised I, Catholic. I, I was raised Catholic. Did you go Catholic too? school? Uh, night school. Oh man. I had to wear the fucking uniforms. I went to night. I had to go to so. church every day. It was bullshit, dude. But here's the thing. I always wondered when I was a kid too, you know, they tell you like, uh, Muslims are bad or this or that is they're wrong, but none of them knew anything about them. So the smarter thing would to do would be like, read the Quran, read these things. They understand dude, why. Yes. In my Catholic school, eighth grade year, you graduate and go to public school, but it was like kindergarten through eighth grade, eighth grade year. They had like a religion studies class where you, everyone chose a different religion and got to study it. And I picked Taoism and I was like, these guys are more lit than they let you explore the other religions in the, the last year of your religious class in Catholic school. Every day I could, they made us like Genesis, Exodus, Mark, Leviticus, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, but I could oh, like name shit. all the fucking books, of the Bible, because they made us do that. But then the last year they're like, Oh, by the way, there's like a thousand different religions. Which one do you want to learn about? Yeah. <laughs> and I picked the peace one and I was like, this shit's lit. I love this. Like true intelligence would be, in my opinion, knowing the opposition, right? How do you know you're right if you don't know the other side? I'm not saying that you have to like, man, I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, it's just, I see what you're saying. It's in know the, what it's, you're arguing against and what they think and why they think it. And that will help you either, either that might change your mind because you might not be fucking right, no matter how right you always think you are, or it will help you understand and it will give you more tools to be able to defend your side better. Yeah. I, I remember in the book of five rings, Mishashi, oh, are we saying that right? Sorry if we're bad. Motors and Mishashi. Yeah, I think. The, so like the first four chapters are like, they have a bit of like, hold your sword down. Like, but then the last chapter is about entering the void. Remember that? Like the last chapter yeah. is like enter the void, which is go in under like actually engage understand like show up, he would show up late to like battles and stuff just to like test their patience make them angry like it was knowing your opponent and when i relate that to like my career and i watch tape on guys i'm fighting there's a reason like i watch tape to see what they do the tendencies they have and i think that that needs to be more in the world before you're quick to just disagree and hate somebody try to understand why they think that what made them think that what happened to them? Like, if you think that they're truly wrong, what happened to them? And what turned them to think that? Because understanding your opponent in any aspect of life, whether it's like a friend that you disagree with in business, um, in sports, every, every sports team in the world studies the opposition. But we don't do that as people. We're just like, I'm right. I disagree with you. I don't like you. Do you think you have an advantage because of that kind of like, training you've had to break down opponents almost it's almost like ingrained to see past the initial no. meeting and then go to that as like second nature almost or how did you like i don't know i've always get like into that. that yeah i've been like as a kid i was just curious and i always wondered why people thought what they thought and i think it i mean it adapted more to that over time but even as a kid i was just curious how deep would you go into breaking down opponents? It depends. You know, like sometimes 
So that's the thing. Is like sometimes I would watch fights once of my opponent. I just wanted to see them, see what they do, and I'd be like, I'm good. But my coaches would break down everything. That's a coach's job because I don't like to focus too much on like mm. what they're doing. So fighting could be like a bad analogy, but studying the opposition, right? I mean, we, America, like we, we have intelligence. We have intelligence agencies that tells us what so-and-so has so that we know, right? So that we understand more like their capabilities. Like we know what Russia has. We know what Iran has. We know what all these countries have that could hurt us. We do the homework because we know our opposition. Now, it might not be 100% correct, but we have an idea. And I just think we as people need to do that more. Like, if you, dis- if you disagree with somebody, before you just, like, cut them out of your life, understand them and, like, understand why. It might change your opinion. Or it might open it up to, like, more of a conversation than a fight. Because, like, conversations can be had. I don't like fighting with people. I mean, physically, I like fighting with yeah. people. But arguing, like I don't. No, I don't, I don't like much. conflict at all, dude. But I love. No, I mean, I I love conflict, but I don't. I love debating. <laughs> like, if it's something that I'm passionate about, I will have like a conversation. Like, if you were like, "This table's red," and I'm like, "No, it's brown," I would talk to you about that, and I like. I don't need to get heated, but I like hearing like why you think that. And I, oh, I got to get to that because my, my brain doesn't like conflict. I'm like, yeah, it's a brown ass table. Eh? And in my mind, I'm like this fucking idiot, dude. Like, I'm yeah. like, this is a, this is a red table. I like chess, man. Like, I don't know if you play chess. I do. Chess is a game is one of the like greatest games ever made. It's an intellectual game. The reason I love chess is because I know Miller loves chess. Chess is very intellectual. Because it's not about my moves. Yeah, I watched it. Did you I see the master class on it? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I watch your moves, and I try to understand what you're doing so I can capitalize on Are you on attacking it. me? Are you defending? Are you trying to confuse me? Because yeah. in that, but like, then you can move from there. How do you react to my opposition? How do you react to my defensive moves? It's an intellectual game that, like, the, and I'm nowhere near, like, a great, like, great person at chess, I just like playing it. But if you watch like some of the greats, there's a very, nobody goes in and like has their moves written down. Like I'm going to do this, this, and this, and it's going to be over. It's a, it's a juggling act based on the person. Cause everybody plays different. That's life. Everybody plays Everyone life different. Everyone does play life different. Yeah. So we need to understand that. Damn. Boom. That's deep. Do you play video games? No, no. It's uh, there's a lot of games out there. They're like chess. In a sense, excuse me, there's this game called uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I remember Rainbow Six from being a kid. There's a new one. I guess it's been out for like maybe like five years or so, but they keep adding. Um, It's like five on five, and one person has to plant a bomb, and one person has to defend a bomb. And each character has a different uh, ability, and it's like the most strategic, and all the guns are like very accurate, like how they like recoil. And you have to take your time and uh, figure out where with your team and move through these places. Like there's hard walls, soft walls. Nerd. I do nerd. <laughs> I get to, I'm so tired these days. I can't play video games when I get home. I just like sit, except for solitaire. I play a lot of solitaire. I've seen you play solitaire. I like lunch. it. Yeah, it, it relaxes my mind. It's like something to jump around from. Oh man. I used also, to solitaire. I have solitaire next to Instagram on my phone. So when I, you know how you like open and close Instagram like 400 times in like, five minutes yeah 
once I noticed myself doing that, I open up solitaire until I get bored with my phone. I'm like, okay, I'll put it down now and go do something else. That's like my, my way I've gotten out of being addicted to Instagram is solitaire next to Instagram. Yeah. It's crazy how social media has made everybody, myself included, like addicts of it, you know? And there's a lot of people that consider social media, the real world. And it's not like go outside Listen, I'm an active person. I get out a lot. I do a lot of things. Do you know the, the, the thing they a insult online in nerd culture is called touch grass. Like when someone's like being stupid, you're like, yo, you should go touch some grass. It's like a way to dismiss someone on Twitter and like Instagram, like all of Reddit, all those forums. If someone's being stupid, you go, this guy needs to touch some grass. Man, which is kind of accurate too. Yeah, social media has changed the world, man. I don't know for the better. Everybody has a voice, um, which I guess is fine. Some people maybe shouldn't. But man, like people airing out like their dirty laundry on there and stuff. One time when I first got my big breakup, like in, what was it? Like probably like college or something like that. uh, I, I did post stuff on Instagram and my mom was like, don't air your dirty laundry. And ever since then, Bro, I, I'm not, I know you can relate to this. Uh, I was in like a very public relationship with like someone who was like kind of famous and I would get tagged and posts from like fan accounts. People like, these are my favorite couple, my favorite couple. And then you break up and then I've had this happen twice with like two kind of public figure ladies. And then everyone like kind of is in your business when you're just trying to be sad. It's so rough. It's such yeah. a weird dynamic. Like before you can like see someone break up and no one would talk to you. And now if you're like in a certain spotlight, people will like come at you in the DMS. It's so weird. Yeah. Here's the thing is like, people don't know what goes on. Right. The, nowadays with social media and exes, like somebody's always better. Right. One rule I've always stuck by is like, you know, somebody's lying. Well, yeah. All right. You know, when somebody's lying is when they talk the most, right. If I'm right, most of the time I don't need to defend myself. There will be people that go on rants and just like, so-and-so's after me. They're trying to extort me. They're trying to do this. It's like they never stop talking. You know they're fucking lying. It makes for entertaining YouTube videos, though. Yeah, I I like to watch that shit because it's like... I don't, man. I fucking hate it. Like, don't air your laundry out. Don't cry. Don't fucking whine. It's This is like the World Wide Web, right? Some shit is meant to just fucking stay to yourself or stay between the people involved. And then fans and shit like to jump on like a side and they don't even know who the fuck they're defending. The person could be a piece of shit, fucking woman beater, fucking just trash, like done tons of bad things. And then they're like, well, no, like he seems like a good guy or fucking this and that. Like you don't even fucking know. Like you don't know that I had that social experiment this week on my Instagram. Yeah. I, 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 uh, shout out your Instagram. Yeah. Maddie ghost, M A T T Y ghost. I did a, uh, so that singer Halsley, Hasley, Halsey, uh, Halsey. She posted a a video. It's like my label won't let me release this song unless it goes viral on TikTok. It's a bunch of posts. And I did that on my song, I don't have a label. I don't have management that like has these. And it was a flip that I can never get rights to. I tagged Capitol records and fall out boy and all that shit. And as a joke, it blew up in my own stand. It's almost like 30 K views, which all my other like 
Instagram's posts are like a couple hundred likes. This one's like astronomical compared to that. And it's kind of funny. My most liked post is me saying like this post. It's yeah. so weird to me how this happened. It's fucked. Some people so are in the joke. Some people think it's real. No, I had I mean, kids saying like, you're, yeah, they deserve it because this is not a real song. You didn't make the lyrics. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I was just like full troll is kind of funny. I kind of like trolling. There's dude, a lot of them out there. But innocent trolling. Yeah. Innocent. There's a lot of them out there that, yeah, innocent. It's like ignorant. There's a lot that don't. If the troll doesn't hurt anybody, it's funny. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that just use that. That's how they make a career, right? Look at some people's careers. Like, have they done shit? Or is their career based around um, conflict and drama and everything else? I mean, that'll tell you right there, right? That's the thing is like, if you want to make funny posts on Instagram, make sure it doesn't harm anybody. Like, make it fun and have your friends be in, on the inside joke, but don't put anyone else at the expense of that. Yeah. The, the fan stuff is crazy because people think that they know you. They think that they know you. They think they know whoever. They don't, right? I've even thought it was weird. Like, I've had people in the past, like, defend me on, you know, I didn't say anything like bad. Or, it wasn't saying anything. It was fighting. He's a great guy and everything. And like, I would see it and be like, that person's never met me. Like, I am a good person. I'm a good guy, but they've never met me. So seeing people yeah. like go out of their way, like, sure, you kind of appreciate it. But at the same time, it's like, it's kind of weird. know that I'm like, <laughs> it's so weird. People, man, the public with social media and everything, they think that everything's real life. Social media is not real life. There's no. so much like. Well, that even was when I, me and my friends, he started this account back in the day of a fake character. And it was like, he had a fake voice and he was like pretending to be somebody. And uh, it, that blew up and people thought it was really him with like the fake voice and the fake actions and everything. It like wasn't him at all. We were like kind of engineer, social engineering this thing behind the scenes to like make this character blow up. And, yeah. and, and people were like, oh, and they found out his real name was not even that name. They're like, what? My whole universe is shattered right now. Yeah, they're like flipped upside <laughs> down. It's, yeah, it's just dude. I even like have kids in Denver go, like, "Your real name's your real last name's not Ghost." I'm like, no, yeah, no, <laughs> that would be tight, but it's not. Like that, like they it blows their mind. That's not my real name. I even made a, I didn't make up Maddie, but like I lived in a house with like another Matt and he was like older. So they called him Matt and me Maddie and just kind of stuck. And it was like a, it wasn't my name. It just kind of like stuck. Yeah. And I was like, I like it. Might as well. You can't give yourself a nickname either. Like the, uh, these rappers in LA and like my boy, the craziest account with were calling me Maddie ghost. Cause I was the ghost producer on the tracks. At least you're not like little Maddie ghost or something, man. There's yeah. some rap names. Maddie out there. Ghost is a like, tight name, huh? <laughs> I got lucky with that. I like one. Maddie ghost, but man, there's some rappers now, like, you know, whenever like a shooting's in the news or something, I've never even, I've never heard of them. But like, I might even say these wrong. A little hot spot got shot in the face. So like, was it some, I'm trying to think of like, seeing that, I'm like, who the fuck would go by that? Little something. Yeah. Little, little Uzi, little, is that a person? Little Uzi Vert is a real person. Okay. But it's, I, they have a theory that little Uzi Vert sounds like Lucifer. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like the same frenetic thing, so that's why he went with that. Yeah, there's just some oh man, rap names are the worst. Did you have a cool name when you were fighting? Did they give you a nickname? I'm still fighting motherfucker. When you were uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> man, I don't fucking <laughs> people tried to give me nicknames. I like I, kamikaze and stuff. I'm like, you know that that means like killing yourself. <laughs> um I know when I like someone, I give them a nickname instinctually. Like Mike or uh our guy who runs Wait, ads. So you never gave me a nickname. I call you the, I call you cause. Oh, all right. Cause. I'm like, where's cause cause is here. I go upstairs. Cause like, yeah. like, I, like Jean queen G just came. I just start saying the nickname. What's Carson's. Uh, I call my wise owl. Like I said, what's up? Wise owl. And then here's uh, another secret. I learned. I I've met so many people DJing here and I don't remember names. So I call everybody baby boy. And I say, good to see you. Now you, just, to, now you just outed yourself. No, no. Like, but it's like a, a real thing. Of like if you, if you matter in the long run, I might remember. I don't remember enough at times. Like if I really like you, I'll go on your Instagram and figure out your name. But when I'm like in the moment, kind of like drunk DJing and someone comes up like, good to, hey, Maddie, what's up? I'm like, baby boy, what's good to see you, man. I call everyone baby boy. <laughs> it's kind of like my little go-to nickname for everybody. Hey, I don't hate it. You got to have those. We got the Bev Boss. I made that up. Bev Boss, you made that up? Yeah. I like it. Uh, Inc. CEO, Bev Boss. I made up all those. We switched them. I was like looking at things. I think Bev Boss we worked together on, but like, uh, you know, anyone that I really, really like has a nickname. Like even my DJ boys, like Parmesan, Parm, Siege, CJ. Parmesan's a pretty cool name. Yeah. We have our group. Shout out That's Hot. Today's Parmesan's birthday. All right. Happy birthday, Parmesan. Happy birthday. But we call him, I call him Parm Siege. CJ is Siege. Maybe we need some new nicknames. If you're listening to this, what should our nicknames Give be? Give us some nicknames. I like Kaz, though. Kaz. I keep thinking of Kaz every time I like, I'm like, talk to Carson. I was like, Kaz is here. I go, I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, fuck, how did we even get on this? Just fake people, man. Um, fake people, fake names. Fake everything. Stop thinking social media is real. It's not. Or Stop understand it and have fun with the fakeness. Yeah. Or like, don't die on a hill when you don't know the person personally. There's a lot of shit. Like I said, I know a lot of pieces of shit that have fan bases. And people don't know the real them. And it's fucking, man. I love I to see those. I love to see those accounts. No, you're on the right path. It's because like those accounts of like the people who are so fake, it's almost funny when you see them post something and it was like, like a picture or like something of them like showing off or like trying to be cute or like, like going hard or something like that. Say. You're like, ah, you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. But like, so am I too. I like people who like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not Maddie ghost. That's a fake personality. I made up to go out and be safe with when I'm here at Koyos. I'm Matt. I like, they still call me that, but like I can almost wear this shield of like this. That's why I wear the little sunglasses. I put on a character and I go into that character Yeah. and it almost protects my psyche from getting too caught up in that and getting the ego from it. Cause I know I'm just having fun. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got some friends that are like famous comedians that they say the worst thing that they fucking hate the most is like they're a performer, right? Uh, one of them, I'm not going to name, but was like, man, it fucking, I hate it that people will come up like at a bar, like from out 
because it's recognizable. I'd be like, hey, say something funny. And my buddy's like, what the fuck would you say if somebody walked up and was like, hey, say something funny because you're a comedian. Make me laugh. One, I don't work for free. Two, his comedy wasn't just like punchline jokes. Like, you know, uh, like stand up bar starts telling like, like a monologue. Like, yeah, I mean, like those, they, they, it's an act. The and most they put it together. So, like walking up and say something funny. So, if you ever meet a comedian, I know a few of them, and they fucking hate that. Yeah, the the most badass response I've ever heard to that. Um, I know we probably told this on the podcast before, but. Um, or maybe not. Like, hey, do my taxes. You're an accountant, right? Yeah, but like, so Picasso, have you heard the Picasso story? Uh, Picasso was like in a cafe and some lady walked up and recognized him and was like, you're Picasso. Holy shit. Can you draw me a picture? And he like doodled on a napkin, gave it to her. And she, and she was like, thank you. And he's like, that'll be $10,000 or like a like thousand dollars. He's like, she's like, why? You just did that. He's like, you just did that one second. And he's like, no. That took me 10 years to do. Yeah. That's, I love it. Like that. People is come thing. up to me all the time. Like who here do you want to fight? Like from out, I'm like look at nobody. What are you talking about? Or how much do you bench? Like not very much, but I'll throw you on your head. Like I get that. Like, things uh, are different. Show me a DJ. Show yeah. me a DJ. I'm like, you just do this, right? Like scratch your record. Oh, show me a DJ. And I like have this response in my pocket. I go hit sink and drink. <laughs> I just say that to everyone. I was like, hit sink and drink. When in doubt, play it out. I'm like, I have like candid responses, just like baby boy. Maddie ghost has this character set responses to protect me from like having, being anxious about someone saying that I can like, I've built this over time with like these defense mechanisms. Yeah. They're like my little shrimping moves to get out of (laughs) like, Oh shit. I'm going to shrimp out of this one. I'm going to shrimp this one. I hate the shrimp move where they make you like shrimp across the whole thing and back. Yeah. That one's hard. I know what you're talking about. If you don't know what he's talking about, it's a jujitsu thing. He's starting the basics. Sure, it's great to do up and down the map. There's better ways to do it, um, but I get it. But the fundamentals are important. Shrimping is important on everything. Fundamentals, like yeah. even in music, everything. When someone asks you to do something, even going back all the way to uh, being an influencer marketer. Learn the fundamentals. Learn how to influence or marketer. Like, like we were talking about earlier, like trying to reach out to oh. a company. There's fundamentals to that. There is what well, you were trying to yeah. portray is like, yo, you have to do. I these. thought you were saying you used to be an influencer marketer. I was like, you mean OnlyFans? OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an only. I, uh, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um, Capitalizing. There is a. Uh, fundamentals to everything in life. Everyone tries to rush to the very end. There's like there that meme where that kid's stepping up like five stairs and it's like, play the main stage. And it's like, learn to mix, learn to master, like do this, do that. There's like that meme of the kid standing up, even it being addressing a company, you have to learn the fundamentals. You have to show value. You have to figure all this out. You have to reach out in a nice way. If you don't do that and try to skip to like, send me some free product, like the fucking million. If someone DM'd us and they have a million followers and like, send me something, I'll shout you out. What's your address? But if you're a smaller account, maybe you don't know the fundamentals. Dig through your shit and find out if those million are real. True. Right here. Yeah. Let's end it on that. All right. If you're going to hit us up, we're sponsoring people. I'm getting full chatty ghost right now. We want athletes. We want influencers. We want them all. But here's the thing. I want you to email us and tell us why. Don't say what you want. Tell me why I should pay you because our company is blowing up. We're about to take off. 
And if you want to be on board, tell us why. We're looking That's for it. value. Where yeah. can they email you at? Which of the email? Chris Camozzi at CoyosBeverageCorp.com. Figure out how to spell it. That's part of your homework because if you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. When I was looking for jobs uh, back in the day, I would guess emails like guy's name at Paramount.com. Come back, not. Guy's initials, something at Paramount.com. Wouldn't come back. And then I would guess it yeah. until it finally happened. If you want it bad enough, you do the work. You will guess it. The work will pay off. You can Google Chris, the kamikaze, the cause, Kamosi. I don't, maybe I can't do the cause because of Bill Cosby. I think of a better one. Ooh, yeah. Damn it. I'm definitely no Bill Cosby. I'm just going to switch it to Mosey. There we go. Mosey. All right, let's wrap it. Thank you, bro. Good podcast. Oh.